With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. Hello and welcome to episode 16, season 10 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Uh, today I'm joined on the line by Spooky. <laughs> Alright, I, lo- I love the Flav Pauls when you, okay, when you uh, say the, the season of the episode number or the episode number of the season. It's, it's yeah. a tradition now, isn't it? You do that on well, purpose. You know, not, what, you know uh, what it is before you, you even recalled. It's on the running order. You know what it is, but you pretend you don't. There's, there's no running order. <laughs> yeah, oh, T, T doesn't do the uh, second Backer. episode of the week. Um, uh, we've also got John Bass. All right, mate. I, li- I like the way that even if you had a running order, that Spook's point wasn't completely valid. <laughs> you just you still do it wrong anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah fair enough. Fair enough. I'm but good, though, mate. Ju- I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm really can good. Can we concentrate on the fact that... Sorry, um, I apologise. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> that Vinicius is, is probably the best striker we've ever had. Spook. <laughs> How, what, what, how did you rate his performance against last? It, it was it was good. You know, you always want to see little signs that he isn't a, a, a complete jobber, that he's not a Roberto Soldado, and he's gonna he's, he's just gonna disappear. Um, he didn't he didn't do anything spectacular, but he did the basics really well, and, and that, that touch and pass for for Lucas to, to slide it home, he, little bits like that. You you know you know he's got quality about him. And it's not I, just that though, is it? Speak the, the header, the header to Son as well, which is yeah, it, I mean, was even yeah, more, yeah. more impressive in a way. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's unlucky with his own um, header in front of goal, but that was probably just... He wasn't unlucky, time. he was shit. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible effort. He should have done much better. He, yes. he, over, he overdid it. It wasn't a very instinctive reaction to the ball coming across. and he was, It was probably easier to score than, than to miss. But did, we're did, you, did you think when you saw that, when, 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 he, um, when he missed that header and he, he, he sunk to his knees and, and held his head in these hands, did you think, oh God, we've got a fucking dud here? Or, or did you think it's early days? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't need you that that quickly. Yeah, take a lot more. Uh, I did, I did. I, I thought, oh god, <laughs> oh god, what have we got here? <laughs> what is this mess of a forward we've got, John? But he did, he did come on and and played an integral part of, um, uh, of of our, of our success last night. And 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 the two assists that he had. It really it showed a quality because if if Harry Kane had made the same assists, if Harry Kane had taken that ball on uh, with his left foot and then put again with his left foot uh, a ball into Lucas Moura where he couldn't miss, then we'd be we'd be doing flips about Harry Kane again. But the reality is that on his debut, Vinicius has um, you know done all right, hasn't he? Yeah, he's done all right. Done all right. I, mean, I, I, I guess like like most people, I didn't know a lot about him. If I'm if I'm being truly, you'd never heard uh, of him. You no, Every, mate, none I, of us had. Uh, like like you, I thought it was the Real Madrid guy, and I was like, "Fuck you know, that's a bit." I thought, <laughs> yeah. thought he was a, thought he was a winner. <laughs> um, but what what has impressed me about him, which I just didn't really consider, like, and again, I guess this is a little bit kind of like narrative driven stuff, which is like backup striker, backup striker, and so you think about a backup striker as someone that's like. They're not going to do a lot other than like last 10 minutes or in shit games. And, and all they've got really is like, they're just going to be a bit of a lump maybe and, and try and get on the end of things and, and score like the odd goal. What I'm encouraged about in this very limited window of what I've seen so far is that he can actually play a little bit. And actually in the way that we're going to hopefully use him and need him where um, he can play games instead of Kane, that he can play in a similar way to the way that, that Kane is being utilised now. Obviously not to the same level, but I think his link play was like way better than I thought it would be. Me too, and so yeah. like, you know, mate, if the goals come, then we have got a, not only like a good backup option, but we've got a nice alternative or an, in addition to Kane, which is not really what I was expecting. And again, I don't want to get carried away or knee jerky for the miss, um, but positive, mate, positive all round, I think. Backup dancer. Yeah, and a backup dancer. That's the key thing, John. 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 John? Is he gone? We lost him. Oh, we have lost him. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll get him back. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, Spook, what, what, what yes, did mate. you um, uh, make, apart from the fact that he, he made those two assists, what, what did you make of his overall performance? Uh, yeah, just to, to continue uh, with, with John uh, was going with, with the whole having a, a backup striker. Like in, in our heads, we've always wanted someone to come in and, and just score the goals that Kane would be scoring if he was in the team. Yeah. But I think I think we're at this point now where we've got so so many creative forward thinking players, players that run into the box, players that get on the end of crosses, players that play the one twos outside the box and and then a, a, attack the return ball. There's so many options. What you actually need more than a backup striker is a backup striker, a striker that can play football. And he can play football. He's he might not be but he might not he's not gonna get to prolific numbers, right? There's no chance he's gonna do that because he's not gonna be 
first team choice when Kane's playing in the big games. But he's going to allow Kane to sit on the bench. He'll come on and he'll have someone around him, whether it's Lucas, uh, whether it's Gareth Bale, whether it's maybe even Deli Ali at some point. Having other intelligent players, like Celso, in and around you means that they're going to they're going to play the little little uh, disguise ball to, to to feed. You're going to do the same thing. So that's what you that's what you want to see. You want to see a bit of intelligence again. It comes back to the the intelligence, the IQ levels of the of the players, and that they all are comfortable around each other. So, yeah, in terms of in terms of a performance, considering the game. You know, Europa League, they're always a bit messy and untidy. Uh, not the same tempo as the Premier League. Um, I couldn't ask, well, I could have asked for more. He could have scored. He didn't, but he, he, he'd done enough. So I'm well, well chuffed. He could have, um, yeah, he could have scored. But yeah, he it, should, it just showed that he, he has more in his locker than, than I, I, I don't know. It, just felt, it felt like perhaps a Lorente performance. And if we can get back to a stage where we had Lorente as a backup striker who could who could um, influence the game when he played at the front of the line or when, when Kane was injured or could come on and offer something different, then that's all you're asking for. And, and that's, that's what Vinicius did when, when, when he started that game yesterday. He, 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 was, he was comfortable on both feet. He, he, he ran the channels relatively well when he had the opportunity. He also made space for himself. And when the ball was played into him and we asked for a bit of quality, he, he showed it. And it's not. It's it's really hard. It's really hard for a player to come in as an understudy to Harry Kane, who is top five, you know, quality players in 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 in, in world football. For him to to come to Tottenham and say, do you know what? I actually can. I can do something here. I can. I can further my career, even if he doesn't mm-hmm. become a mainstay at Tottenham. He can further mm. his career by his efforts when he's on the pitch, and that's what I really really loved about it. I, I put a tweet out actually. Just after the game, saying should we sell Harry Kane or sell Kane, and with a picture of Vinicius, the amount of people that come back and forth, I was serious, was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Are you sure? What who the fuck are you think? What are you thinking about? You mug. That's what I got. Got loads of that. Uh, John, yeah, mate. Gareth Bale started. Yes, um, which was lovely to see. It's this exactly where, where I think that he needs to be at this stage in his second spell at Tottenham. Um, and uh, I, I thought he was he was excellent. I, I feel like that we we give away something in terms of our defensive stability when he's on the pitch because he isn't going to track back in the way that perhaps Lucas Moura will, or he won't run the the, the kilometers that Lucas Moura will. But his quality on the ball was undeniable, and and um, you know his his assist for the own goal was superb. It's just so casual, so easy. What did you make of his performance overall? Mate, really, um, really promising. I think. I think it's um, it's, it's nice to see him get minutes. You and I, you and I did the preview pod for the for the Patreons earlier in the week, and I said that I really wanted him to start because I think he just needs minutes. Like he hasn't played a lot of football at all in the last few months, and so it was really good. And I think the difference from when he came on against West Ham, like he did, he did look rusty, and like I wasn't really concerned because of because of the fact he hasn't played much football. And I think this game really highlighted that that quality is very much still there. Because in flashes, he just made what, you know, for other players would be quite difficult stuff look so ridiculously easy. And yeah. it's those like little little flashes of quality that just kind of like, reminded me that when he does start to get his fitness and sharpness back, that we do really have like another top tier talent 
to, to kind of at our disposal, which is really exciting to make. Yeah, it was great. And also, just just seeing him playing for us in Europe again, it's just like, it's such a weird, I'm still not over it. It's still such a weird feeling. I am just it like, is a, like little so stalker. weird. It's great, but it, it is yeah. also very, very strange. Spook, well, I remember, you know, last time we spoke, uh, Spooky, um, yeah. Balb had signed. But if you go back to the very throes of the fighting cock, the first two or three seasons where Gareth Bale was, he just came into the four. So we started when Harry Redknapp was coach and then it was AVB after Harry Redknapp. Is that right? Is that right? No, no, one day Ramos and then AVB. Um, but we were at the beginning. All the way around. Yeah. Ramos, ever... Redknapp, AVB. Right, my apologies. But, but in my head, what I'm trying to get at is the fact that uh, in, in the formative stages of the fighting cock, Gareth Bale became very good. Yeah. And I remember a conversation. It was in my mum's uh, front room. And uh, we that's where we used to record the podcast. And we, I was saying that Bale should stop shooting from distance. He should stop thinking. Do you remember yeah. this conversation? Speak. Yeah. You yeah, do? I do man. Yeah. Wonderful. So I was saying <laughs> he should stop shooting from distance. He should, he should be, be more of a team player understand what his role is not you know and, and again this shows my fucking idiocy constantly is that Spook you were going no let him play let him play if he wants to do that if he has that in his locker or he has that confidence that he's better than the situation he finds himself in i.e. he can hit the target from distance where most players couldn't then let him do it what does it mean as a as, as a supporter who saw his potential before I did for sure, but but I'm sure other people as well to to see him come back. Can you can you um do, do you find it strange to see him in the Spurs shirt again? Speaking yeah, it, it still does. It, it still feels like it's some kind of satirical documentary that we're watching. That that it's it's like part of a reality TV show that he's uh, Gareth Bale's going to put a Tottenham shirt on and just walk around uh, Hotspur Way and in the football stadium. And even when he's wearing the shirt and he's running around. You, 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 it is surreal. It is strange. It's not like we're not, like we're all grown men. Yeah. And it's they're <laughs> footballers. Sometimes they come back to the club that they played for before. Yeah. But I guess we never really envisaged the day that that would happen because, I, I mean, who goes to Real Madrid and then comes back to, to Tottenham? Like after you've gone to Real Madrid and you, you've had the success you've had there, every summer when he got linked, you almost felt, oh, this is just media hype. But for him to actually come back and be so fucking genuinely happy. It like, seems like, that way, doesn't it? It's not, yeah, he's not faking it. He's not like, God, well, I was playing golf for a year. I haven't played football for a year. I might as well take this because someone else came along. Could have gone China, but nah. It feels like he what he wants to spark like uh, like he, the, the football aspect of, of, of what he wants his legacy to be, especially coming back to Tottenham where he's loved. He doesn't just want to come back, earn a bit of money, escape Madrid. Um, but taking all that into, maybe all of that has, has, has almost consumed us in, 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 in accepting that he's back because we can't go to games. You know, he can't soak up the atmosphere of having supporters sing his name. We can't be there to see him live in the flesh. Um, maybe that's added to, to, to the surrealism of, of it all. And, and yeah, he's back. He's not the Gareth Bale yet. He, he will never be the same player. Obviously, age fucks you up. But you know when he's fit, and it might be another month, he's going to offer so much. He's footwork already. Like oh, it's in incredible. cameos. He, he, do you know what I mean? He, again, go, go back to the the, the, the football in IQ thing. 
he will win us games. He will he will score important goals. He will probably do a lot more than we, we actually expect. Because I, I've seen a lot of people saying, well, he's not really the same type of player, but it's great to have him back. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Like the guy has been walking around a golf course for a year. Give it time. Be patient. In, enjoy this moment because when he's at, when he's at full pelt, we'll we'll have we'll, we'll have moments where it'll be like the, the old Gareth Bale, and that's more than enough. Having that edge. Well, it was that that the, what you said. The crux of what you just said there is exactly the same as what you said back in the day. Is that just enjoy this? Let him play. Let him, you know, influence a game in the way that he knows how to, and we'll get benefits from it we yeah. will and yeah. um you know like people that talk about you know we're not signing the gareth bell that we sold he was 24 25 he wasn't even formed he knows yeah. so much more about the game now than he did when he left tottenham oh the experience won, oh. the experience is one thing but he's won four champions league trophies i don't know how many copa del rey's maybe one he's won the league He's, he's done it all. He's, he's achieved. He's at the very top of, of, of what most players will ever achieve in, in, in club football. For him, for, for, for fans to... to and, and I don't think there's many Spurs fans that think this way, but there's, there's fans of other clubs that think this way. If they think that we don't have a quality football here, not, not just quality, like, like Lo Celso's quality. Gareth Bauer's elite. Like, there, there, there would be... 0.1% of professional footballers who somehow managed to play the game at a level that we could never even imagine us playing at would achieve what Gareth Bell has achieved already. So for him to come in, 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 a, in a football sphere where players are playing for longer, they are, they are the, 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 a peak age of 29 is now 30 or 31. The fact that Gareth Bell might be at his peak right now is inconceivable to fans outside of of Tottenham because they they hunker down on um, on the idea that that Gareth Bale isn't going to be progressive as a footballer for Tottenham and I think as a complete fan base we're going to witness something that is completely contrary to all of all all, all of the ideas of of fans from other football clubs but what I want to do right now John yeah. is I want to I want to give some praise to Ben Davies who played in a back four on the left-hand side of the fence uh, as a centre-back because Reguillon played at left-back or left-wing-back and uh, Davies played on the left side of a centre-back pairing and I thought he did fantastically well. Is there any world, given the fact that we, we that the left-hand side of our defence is somewhat suspect because Dyer he does the job well, isn't left-footed, nor is Adeverald and Sanchez isn't either, that perhaps Davies could do it because he's left side and it feels natural to him. What do you what do you think of his performance last night? And what do you think about the idea that he could potentially be one of our centre back parents in the future? So, so I think I don't think it's like uh, as mad as it would sound at first, like kind of first hearing it. Because I think initially when he was like signed for us, he'd really at that time had only ever played left back. Then he'd like played in a three for Wales. And so there was like talk of, well, you know, he could probably do a job for us in a three if he had to on the left. And he did that a couple of times and with like, you know, fairly successful performances. So it is only like one more step to be like, okay, maybe you can play in a two. That being said, that step is quite big. Like you don't have the same level of protection. 
you are a little bit more exposed. There is that little bit more responsibility as like the centre back instead of like a full back. But all of that being said, him being a natural left footer, he is actually pretty decent in the air considering his like size. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's like he's much more a defender than he is like an attacking fullback. And we have one of the most exciting attacking fullbacks in Europe now. So it kind of is like it's ticking a lot of boxes for me, mate. I'm kind of I'm kind of here for it if I'm being honest because it's not like the others are com- like completely bathing themselves in any glory, right? If we w- let's be honest, we would not be having this conversation if our back four was absolutely solid and we weren't conceding goals. We wouldn't be going, oh, maybe you could use Davis there. We're thinking that way because it's not working, and sometimes like you have to try something a little bit different. Yeah, you do, you do, and and uh, I think this was this was never a discussion when we had Vertonghen in the squad. Mm. He was left sided, and I think for. for uh, this feels like the first time in, in, in many a year, or if ever, where where football fans or, or Spurs fans, when looking at our own club, are thinking about how important it is to have a left-sided player playing on the left-hand side of the centre-back pairing, where previously you just thought, there's two centre-backs, whether they're left foot, right foot, it doesn't matter. But it does feel like whatever system we're playing, it, it suits better that, that there is someone who's really confident on their left foot and Dyer is, Dyer is, but it's not his natural, his natural position, is it? So, I, 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 I mean, it, 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 you know, Davies did well against Lask, and part of his limitation is about going forward, so he doesn't have to do that as a centre back. But it could be that if he played against a really decent forward line, that that he'd get found out. But we've got to try. We've got to, we've got to experiment somewhat, haven't we? Speak. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've got the players. What we haven't got is the, I guess, the balance or the the, the right level of a coherent back four. Um, but at the same time, there's so many, there's so many games. You almost need them to be adaptable. You 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 need you need them to be able to flex at the back a little bit. But you'd like to think there is a a top a a, a back line that will play most of the games, especially especially in the Premier League. But, Spook, can I just stop you for a second? Because we, uh, we we had a question from uh, on Twitter. And it says uh, it's from thfc underscore fan eighteen eighty two. We we've we've read these questions out before, and that there is not a more Tottenham um, Twitter handle than that. But uh, he Spook, answer this. Thoughts on Davies as centre back? Seems like one of the best options to play alongside Dyer. Is Dyer and Davies something that you're going to be confident about if we go up against Chelsea or Arsenal? Uh, probably not. <laughs> so what if, if it isn't them two? What is our best centre back pairing? This is the problem, mate. I, don't, I have to pause and then think about it, and and that's not a good sign. Like once upon a time, you say and Toby, and and you, you wouldn't blink, you wouldn't stutter, you just you just roll off the tongue, and it's done. And you'd know that you'd have confidence in both of them because you've got a Bentley playing alongside a Rolls Royce. It's you know at their peak, they were amazing footballers. But at the minute, you're looking at Sanchez, who was bought as a rough, kind of like a rough diamond. Um, and you're thinking, yeah, if he improves in these areas, but he, he, he's still, he, there's still question marks around his composure and his decision making, his positioning sometimes, which all, all important traits to be, to be a, like a commanding centre back. Um, so it, 
I can't, I, I, I couldn't tell you. It, it's one of those things where at the minute I, I've accepted that no one can really defend that well. So let's make sure we don't defend as badly as everyone else around us. Um, and as long as we're scoring, we're likely to win most of the games that we play. And in amongst all of that, if Davis ends up being consistent at the back and commanding at the back, then he, he deserves to keep his place. But long term, we've got a new guy that was signed uh, and we'll probably still be looking for for another centre-back. So I think I think there, there are changes to be had over the next season or two at the back. It kind of feels like we, in terms of our transfer policy, it's not about like like thinking about the feelings of the players that currently exist in the squad. It's just about the betterment of Tottenham Hotspur. And I think as fans, we all get attached to certain players. Like Deli Ali isn't getting the time on the pitch that you think his talent should warrant. But if you sign players in a squad and you build a squad, then you have to earn the right to play. Mm. And and one of one of the most impressive things that Pochettino ever said was, you, you, you're not coming here to play, you're coming here to train. And it's an, there's, a, there's a, a sweet or bitter irony, depending on how you feel about Pochettino or Mourinho, is the fact that it's probably more evident now than it ever has been. Like, Deli Ali should be getting in our side, but he isn't, and we're still performing well. And mm-hmm. I'll say that, given the fact that we conceded three goals to West Ham, which was, I agree with Mourinho, was a freak result. It was a freak accident. It was it was so hard to deal with, but it was, like in, in the same way that uh, Lanzini's goal was a 99 out of 100 times it wouldn't have gone in, 99 out of 100 games, we wouldn't have drawn that. It was just one of those games. Um, I, I, I just feel like there is a... That, that, that this is about Tottenham as a football club now rather than about individual players and, and, and a project. What would you make of that, John? Well, yeah, it's like um, Jose said it. Like I don't know if it was end of last season or like when he first started, that he was being asked about players... Uh, not being selected. And he's like, you don't ask this of like Pep Guardiola, yeah, you don't ask yeah. this of Klopp. And that I think is like a testament to where he wants to take us and where he sees us, which is like, why does it matter that the club of this stature, Tottenham Hotspur players are all of a stature, but they all should be like included in the squad or in the starting eleven, and all could potentially not, not make it. That's what we're striving for. And so that it is like, it's funny. And I think that we, you know, as fans, like you, you kind of, have a desired first 11. Um, but ultimately, like the manager and the training staff and all of those that are responsible for picking that side, they see those players like day in, day out. And if they don't think that they can contribute to the team, and whether that's just about, you know, the work rate and or talent, then it's it's up to them to make that decision. They see it. I mean, there's like, for me, it's a really like simple way to look at it, which is that there are players in our squad who are nowhere near as talented as a footballer, just purely on a, artistic, beautiful uh, technique level, there are players who aren't as technically gifted as Deli Ali. We know that, that play regularly in a very similar position. Granted, not the same position, and I'm thinking of Sissoko, right? We all know Sissoko's limitations. But you would, as a manager, you would pick Sissoko ahead of Deli Ali because you know he will give you a certain amount of effort and a certain amount of things that you can rely on. And I think like in this instance, in the Deli instance, or with any player, it's like that those like managers, especially the elite ones, like they have to be ruthless with what they want and what they expect. And if you're not doing that, you're not showing them that you can give them what they want, you will get left out. And I think that as the 
the club moves forward and as the the playing side moves forward, I think we all have to like deal with that a little bit. That players that were our favourites that were guaranteed to start might get bombed out for a little bit, and that's actually okay as long as long as the club is moving forward, mate. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, well, uh, we've got a question from your coach on Twitter. He says, uh, when was the last time you saw a healthy Harry Kane sit on a bench for 90 minutes of any contest? Yeah. Speak. I don't think there are... I can't remember a time, unless a game meant... Nothing. Well, uh, well, yeah, unless the game meant nothing, he says, of any contest. So that would suggest that there, was, there was something riding on the result. It, it just hasn't happened. It's Even nice, under, it's nice, isn't um, it? Seeing, seeing him sat there, relaxing, chilling, day, night off. You know what I mean? Uh, he doesn't want it though, does he? He, want, oh, no. he wants to be on. He wants. He wants. He wants. This is the thing about Kane. He wants records. He, he wants to score. He wants to retain his form, uh, a sense of uh, momentum. But we are all wary of the fact that because of that energy, because of that determination, even for for. For running into to, to kind of try and take the ball away from a, a midfielder, it's in those moments that he he, he snaps something and he gets injured, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's almost like he, he's think... he's driving towards his own personal goals, which will help Spurs mm. immeasurably. Yeah, but the exactly. reality is we don't need you to do that. Exactly. Just just don't, it's just one game in in a season of many games. You're going to miss this one. You're better off missing one or two here and there than missing 15 because if you miss 15 then we ain't going to reach the levels that we need to be reaching and obviously he's his legacy in his career and his value and, and, and everything I mean look I, don't, I need to explain how footballers feel when they're injured and they're out for a prolonged periods of time but even though we've now got backups and we've got options and, and we've got versatility and the rest of it we need our best players fit and protected and we're, we're in a position to do that so it's good that I'm, I'm hoping that he sat there last night thinking for fuck's sake because then he'll play against Burnley and he's going to come out and do what he, what he well, does he's fresh so, like, for the first time in, in, in like, as the, the, the question alluded to is this is the first time where we've played a European game and he hasn't had to feature it not, not that he, he could have he could have featured he could have done well and he, you know, against sort of minor opposition as Lask were, um, you know, he probably could have played and, and coasted and it would have been fine. But he, we didn't have to risk him. Vinicius came in. He'd done an incredible job, as we talked about at the top of the show. And now he just goes into this Burnley game on Monday thinking, do you know what? I'm ready. I'm firing. I'm rested. I've had a week off. A week off. Harry Kane with a week off football. <laughs> Is is a better Harry Kane with three days off football, and that and that's that's wonderful because because he's going to be in, in in training. He, he would have been in um um like where, where, where players play a game and they get a day off. Harry Kane would have been in training. He'd have been look, getting to to a point where he is Matt, Matt Sharp, mm. and uh, and that, and now we've got a, a Harry Kane who's desperate again to 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 play. To, to and realise that there's someone else in this squad that can play. Like Lorente, as much as we love him, he was never going to... There, there was never any chance of him usurping uh, Harry Kane for his starting berth. And there's never there's no real chance that Vinicius is, is going to do that. But he also knows that Vinicius, when he plays, will do um, what's necessary from a backup striker. And if Harry Kane gets injured, then 
then we've got a player there, it seems, after only 90 minutes of football, that will will come on and, and um, you know, do something effective. So I, I feel like we're, we're in a good situation here with Harry Kane. Like, he, he hasn't had to play this shitty little Europa League game. And he can go into a game that actually matters against Burnley, given the fact we've drew, drawn, well, we've won our away game against Man City, uh, Man United. But we've also... Um, drawn unfortunately against Newcastle, drawn unfortunately against West Ham. But over a course of a season, those unfortunate results play out and they, they the, you know, the, the reality is that you, you don't often end up on the end of an unfortunate result. So Harry King can go into this game against Burnley, John, with like full of beans. Mate, he's going to, um, the thing about him, right, is he's on the surface, he's like, I'm Harry Kane, I'm going to go down as a Tottenham legend. I'm going to break all the records. I'm not worried. It's great that he can play a few games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But deep down, in the back of his mind, in the pit of his stomach, he will be thinking, "I'm going to show him my way. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to show this cunt who's the best. I'm going to show him That's 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 exactly exactly what what we want. That's exactly what we want, mate. And it will just give him, even if it's one percent extra on what he's had the last couple of years where he hasn't had any competition because let's be honest like it's not like he's had no competition he's taken his foot off the gas he's given everything he can give but this is like I don't know it just feels like that this will give him that little bit of edge of like I'm gonna prove it like even though he doesn't really need to he's gonna try and if that gives us a little bit of extra and he gets a rest in between fucking hell like we could see another level to Kane this season uh, across the season which is which is ridiculous that I'm even suggesting that but yeah we'll see uh, we got a question from Luke Wishelder. Wishela. Wish- Luke Wishela. Um, <laughs> uh, and he said, uh, with a picture of. Uh, do you remember Bully? Do you remember Bully from uh, Arsenal Fan TV? Just a geezer like a pirate. Oh, the pirate. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he says, seeing as he is now mathematically the most clinical striker in the Premier League, I think mathematically might mean assists and, and goals. Um, obviously, over Shearer, because I don't think. He, I mean, he's not mathematically the best striker. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, it, he said, whose name is Harry Kane? So you remember this video that Bully from Arsenal Fan TV said, whose name is Harry Kane? And this is like 2014, where Harry Kane then dished up a, I think he scored two, or at least at least one. We've never seen that geezer again. Where is he? <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I think a part of it was? Is that like, I remember speaking to Robbie, who I know on a professional level. I don't know him as a mate. We're not mates or anything like that. Um, but there, there was a time where a Bully, this geezer, the pirate geezer, was was talking, uh, maybe it might have been whose name's Harry Kane, but he was going to a North London derby at White Hart Lane and there was a hashtag on Spurs Twitter saying, slap Bully. If you get him, if you find him, give him a slap. <laughs> and apparently that, that was the last we ever saw of him. <laughs> so yeah, he's probably in, in hiding in Greg's or, or what was he or, doing? Oh, yeah, that, that, that was the other thing. Uh, Apex Triplets, he says, uh, is Joe Hart actually all right as a backup compared to Gazaniga? What would you what do you make of um, Joe Hart's inclusion so far? I've thought he looked really, really comfortable, really comfortable. I, I there is there is no part of me who thinks. I'm a little bit anxious about Joe Hart playing. And that's strange given the fact that he's, you know, in his recent years, he's made a lot of clangers. Um, Burnley let him go. We picked him up. We've made him 
definitely our number two. And he's not disappointed at all. John, what do you make of that? Well, so I was um, I was watching on a, um, I guess, an illegal stream. I'll just, I'll just say it. Oh, there we go. I've outed myself. Um, I, I watched the game with no crowd noise for the first time since lockdown. Most of the time I've, I've gone for the crowd noise option. I didn't have the option this time. Um, and one thing that was really noticeable was Joe Hart's level of communication to the other players was really noticeable and really, like, for me anyway, like filled me with a lot more confidence than I think I would have had otherwise. Because he was like marshalling players around, like getting the like lads going. And like again, I know that's sort of like frowned upon as like, oh, it's just like old old football man like theories of how stuff works. But it like it was noticeable that he was like communicating with the back four, which I think is really important. Prior to that, I'd seen a lot of uh, training videos where he's getting absolutely done and he's not getting his hand on anything. And I was like, oh shit, we've properly signed a little like Sunday league keeper who's like five foot and should not be going in goal because everything's just going in the top bin. But um, he's done all right. He's he's actually done pretty well. So I'm kind of um, more confident than I was. I thought he was coming in to be the third choice. Looks like he's coming in to be the second choice. And if he's performs well and is like maybe the confidence of like being at a club like Spurs and feeling like he's back in the big time raises his level then we've got a really really good understudy which is what we want right yeah yeah exactly um Nick what do you what do you mean what do you oh about? government name oh sorry sorry oh, sorry shit. spooky <laughs> I, sorry. Don't, I don't think you've ever even called me that in in person <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what where it came from. I'm just <laughs> spooky. Um, like, 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 order, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> Listen, Spook. Joe Hart, right? I, 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 I like a, I like a, I like a story that you know. If you, if you look at where he's come from, right? I mean, <laughs> so sorry about that, man. <laughs> but you look, you look at where he's come from in terms of form and and and, and even mental health. I mean. We all know that goalkeepers, when they when they do fuck up, um, it's really really difficult for them to kind of dig themselves out because they're, they're scapegoat scapegoated, they're, they're replaced. And I, I never really looked at Joe Hart and thought, yeah, you could do a job for Tottenham. However, I guess the leadership quality, the 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 experience, the fact that he's obviously loud, big personality, believes in what he says. Um, you need leaders. You need people with experience in and around the other players, in order to kind of show them a benchmark, a, a, a level to, to kind of inspire. We've always had captains, but a lot of our captains have been quite. They've led by example. They've been like Ledley King wasn't a shouty type of captain. Uh, Joe Hart isn't a captain, but he does a job in there. That's vocally, um, in terms of ability, he can get away with a Europa League game. He might get away with some other games here and there, but in terms of Premier League quality, if you then compare him to Hugo, he's just not on that same level. So he would worry me in a big, big game if he had to play. But I'm just Nick, sorry, Spooky, sitting here <laughs> with a fucking opinion. If if Jose Mourinho has made him number two, and we all thought he was going to be number three, right? He was only going to come in for the vocals, for, for the noise that you can make in the dressing room. But he's gone in at number two. If Jose Mourinho's got the confidence to back him, 
and and believe in the in the guy and 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 the guy can regain his confidence and he can do a job as a number two because let's admit it we've never really been happy with whatever number two we've got and perhaps that's just the way football is you're going to have a top class number one goalkeeper who's going to play predominantly most of the, the matches your number two is never going to be of that quality. It's going to be maybe a young guy from the academy or a young up-and-coming uh, goalkeeper. And we always slag off the players that we've had in that number two role. But maybe the reality is that's the level of the number two role. Uh, it's whether you believe that Hart really is a number two or he's a number three pretending to be a number two. So um, I'm happy that, that, that Mourinho has confidence in him because for now I'm going to trust in that and, and see where it takes us. Spook, I, I literally love hearing you talk about football. Honestly, really? Uh, yeah, of all of, uh, like, you know, I've, I talk about football to, to <laughs> so many people. When you talk about it, it's like, this is great. I, this is a good sport. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> Spooky agrees. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I, I, I just oh, wanted to say beautiful, that. beautiful. Isn't it? Yeah, mate. I'm just John. sitting there just going, this is, I'm really enjoying this pod. And then I'm like, oh, no, I'm on it as well. This is just really great to listen to. So, so, so Spooky stopped speaking. I'm like, oh, fuck, shit, I need something else. I've got to go move. Yeah. I've got to move forward. Um, okay, I think we're going to end the podcast on a question from Grant Allop. And uh, he says, Hoybier is seen as our most important signing in terms of the team setup and the position we needed. Um, what, what, what do you make of that? Like, because he has been superb. Not, and, and, and it's not superb in the same way that Gareth Bale would have been superb if he scored a hat-trick last night. It's not the explosiveness of, of, of a new signing. It's someone who comes in and goes, right, I know what to do here. Don't everybody relax. This is fine. You're all doing good jobs. I'm just coming in and, give, and, and make... A situation where you can be your best selves. That's that's what he's like. He's like a fucking self-help guru. <laughs> Go on, John. What 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 do you make of Hoybier's um, performances thus far? And that, that's not even we don't even need to talk about the fact that he came on after gashing his eye. Yeah. Well, the thing is with him, mate, is like we needed like that position, right? Regardless of the that, the profile of player, we needed someone who could play in that holding position, six, whatever you want to call it, right? And so I was like, well, finally, we've just got someone to play in that position. The thing that I didn't consider, which is the thing that we were talking a little bit about, Joe Hart was, is that all the like intangible stuff that he's brought that, I, that I'm just loving at the moment, encapsulated in that moment where I think like uh, Reg, Reggie wins the ball back and he's like standing behind him, uh, just like cheering him forward as he like brings <laughs> the ball out of defence. Wasn't Reggie, it was Aurier, but Aurier, okay, sure. Um, but I just love like this mentality for him of like, he is that, kind of quintessential like winner at all costs and again like the way he like smashes his face up and he's like get me back on there I want to get back out there type mentality yeah, it's wonderful that is that is the sort of stuff that like we need when people say oh there's no backbone there's no spine um you know you need leaders out there like he encapsulates all that stuff all of that being said he's also really fucking good as well like yeah he's big but he's actually quite mobile He's and completed unlike, the most most passes in the Premier League this season. Doesn't make doesn't surprise me at all because he's really um he's really good in terms of like getting the ball and again a lot of the reasons that people dislike Winks in that position is they see him as like someone who passes sideways and a lot of players who play there do that because they want to be like keep the you know consistency of keeping the ball moving but he passes forward a lot like a lot more than a player in that position that I that I've seen for a long time 
And that is one of the reasons that we're like, I think we're scoring a lot of goals is because he's like moving the ball forward so quickly through through the lines. Just everything about it. I love the cut of his jib, everything about him. I love the fact I can't pronounce his name properly. I love that he's got mad tattoos. Like everything about him, I'm into, mate, right now. Cool. Like, so so he is, he's like, he's well up there, isn't he, in our estimations. And we can't pronounce his name. It's Hoybier is the correct way to pronounce it. And I, I'm. This is from someone who doesn't pronounce any. I can't even. My dad's name's David, and I fuck it up thirty percent of the time. Um, but I know his name's Hoybier, but people call him Hoyberg. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. The fact is, we've got a defensive midfielder who is essentially defensive midfielder is too dismissive of what he does. Mm. He's he's Harry Winks, but with meat and a brain. That's what it feels like. Speak. Yeah, I, I, I love him. And all right. Whoa. No, that's <laughs> enough from you. That's enough from you. What? No, go on, carry on, sweet. No, I was gonna I was gonna say fucking <laughs> hell. I was Sorry, gonna man, say I thought you were gonna just cut cut off and end the pod on, 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 on me talking. Oh I should do it now. If I was gonna do it, I'd do it now, but I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I don't trust you. Um, no, no, I won't, I won't. Go on, go on. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be even more perfect just after me, me and Flav just been going, mate, we just love hearing you talk about football. It's nothing better than hearing you talk. And then you're like, yeah, I love him. Bye. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.